Well, this is episode one of the Container Podcast. Dave Tennis, the Midwest sales rep for Container, and we're going to have Andy Brewer, our technical director for America's Container. Andy's been in the keg package industry since 1979, yep. and has worked for most of the major breweries around the world, installing, designing equipment, keg washing, filling lines. He's helped out pretty much every microbrewery you can think of. And he's the designer of the Bulldog and Puppy Keg machines. The other week, I was lucky enough to meet up with Andy up in Madison, the University of Wisconsin, and he did a lecture for the MBAA on keg processing, keg packaging, cleaning, sterilizing, filling, final inspection. That lecture was awesome. So we thought we'd just kind of wrap up and go over some of the tidbits of that and also touch on the, what Patainer does with the one-way kegs, kind of the, the new technology for kegging. So just got a couple questions for Andy. Wanted to run through some stuff with him. You ready for some questions, Andy? I'm ready. All right. So let's start with this one. What do you mean by selecting the keg washing cycle that works for you, brewery, cider, kombucha what does what does that mean okay so so basically if we look back at early keg washing equipment it was designed for basic beers basic ales and lagers none of the new products that are out like kombucha or coffee or even wine and the cycles that we used were very very basic they would have a very short rinse time for the initial wash quite a short chemical cycle wash which is often caustic and it could be as low as eight or nine seconds and then followed by another rinse which probably about 10 seconds or so which was fine basically for the breweries at that time and especially in the UK where most breweries owned their own pubs so they had complete control of their keg fleet so everybody who handled that keg was uh, part of the uh, brewery and the fact that the kegs would go out and come back in a pretty short uh, number. With the development of microbreweries and other products like kombucha and coffee, etc., now we have products that are basically harder to remove the product out of the keg and to make sure that there's no residue sure. before you, you fill. And this means that what has happened is that with standard cycles now, we have much longer washing, we have long caustic cycles, caustic soaks, spear washing where we actually wash the outside of the spear we follow that with some acid washing and then a long water wash to remove all the chemicals now what i'm saying here is that basically because these cycles are now designed for let's say the worst case scenario or try to develop for the worst case scenario you may find that you may not need to do that. If, for instance, you do produce, uh, let's say we take a brew pub, and all they basically do is to keg off the beer out of the bright beer tank. So the bright beer tank is getting low, they want to put a new product in, they keg it off, they dispense in, in short order, and basically, and they're using a basic lager or ale, there's no extra stuff put in there, there's no juices or anything like that then a simple wash is quite adequate. And in most cases, a simple wash is adequate. But where we get to these more different products, then we do need a more severe wash. And also with the fact that kegs are shipped further and further now, and they're out to, um, out to trade for longer, then you do need a severe wash. But what I'm saying to people is there is no one way of washing a keg. If you can wash a keg with, with less involvement of, of chemicals and 
and energy and still achieve a clean, sterile keg, then that's the way to go. Save some money, save some time. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why waste manpower or chemical? During your talk, you also mentioned monitoring your keg fleet. Can you specify on sure. how to monitor your keg fleet? Okay, so uh, this is something that a lot of breweries don't do. First of all, it is important to know that with a steel keg fleet, a keg should be taken out of service every five years and they should be serviced, you know, seals, etc., should be inspected and changed. The kegs should get a very good washing. There could be a build-up of beer stone over a period of time. So monitoring a keg fleet from that point of view is the first thing. But what I'm talking about really ties into what I said earlier, is to make sure that what we are doing is working. And it is worth noting that a keg coming back, a brand new keg that is filled and goes back and comes back and then is washed, and then you inspect it, is not monitoring your keg fleet. What you should be doing is monitoring it over a period of time. And I actually recommend really that perhaps, depending how much you run, but every, say, day or, or shift, you take a keg out of production that has gone through the machine that has been emptied, washed, sterilised, filled with CO2 or, or whatever gas you're using, and then before filling, take the keg off the line Make sure you depressurize it for safety points of view. Make sure you use the correct tools to remove the spear and give an inspection inside. We have seen so many breweries will suddenly start doing a new product. They'll uh, start doing a hypervisor, for instance, they've never done one before. And they assume that the, what they're doing in the past as far as washing will remove that. It may not. You need to check this and you need to keep a, a, an update of your keg float to make sure that you're, what you're doing is working. Just give yourself uh, an idea how to dial in what, what your process is. Exactly. So, you know, Potato's doing the one-way thing. I guess my final question would be, how do you think one-way kegs tie into helping breweries with beers, other products that could potentially solve problems based on pretty much what you were just talking about? Okay, so... If you're in a situation where, say for instance, you have a kegging machine and it's a very basic kegging machine and you start doing products that you do your monitoring of your keg flow and you find that you cannot clean that keg correctly, you don't really want to carry on doing that. Sure. Uh, also, uh, if you're concerned in any way that you're doing a product where it can cause a problem. For instance, we went to a, a brewery in Chicago and they were breaking up pieces of blackberry and putting it into the beer. Well, that would be really hard to remove. Sure, yeah. Okay, so anything like that, it, it, you, then you can, should consider going a one-way, for a number of reasons. First, with a one-way keg, and, and we're very proud of our potato kegs, is they are a clean fill every time. So you haven't, you're not, there's no concern that you may be putting beer into a keg where there's residue from the previous product. The other thing is because it's a one-way keg, that keg is not going to come back into the system and then you're not going to have the possibility of getting it into your float and then filling it with your regular beers and then contaminating them. You know, you could monitor your float, for instance, but there's always the possibility that oh, a keg will, will go into the, into the wrong float. And... With certain products like coffee, for instance, that is hard to remove. Red wine is hard to remove out of a keg. And dealing with kombucha, kombucha is a nightmare because of the of SCOBY that's left in a keg. And that can end up blocking up the valve itself and not even opening. So 
if you feel that there's a problem, and, and sours is a big thing, you, you've got to remember, yeah, so in sours, you're actually inoculating the beer with a bacteria. And if we look at a lot of the keg lines that the, some of the small breweries are using, we know that the washing regimes that they are using, which may be adequate for their regular beers, will not remove all the bacteria out of a keg. Okay. The sterilants, etc. A lot of steam is a much better sterilant as we know. A lot of breweries don't use steam, they use a contact sterilant. And if you're not actually touching every part of the keg correctly, the outside of the spear, maybe there's a dent in the keg, you're not sterilizing. So now you're gonna you're taking what's residue of what's left in the sour beer, its bacteria, etc. And now you could be inoculating your regular, maybe a nice clean Pilsner or something like that. So what one-way kegs, apart from the obvious market advantages that they have, the fact you don't have to return them, etc., have huge advantages for any product that you may be concerned could cause problems in the future. Yeah, why, why do all the work in the brewery? To keep things sterile and exactly. not get any bacteria and then throw it in a dirty keg. I mean, that's what, what a waste. Well, most brewers will say that they make great beer and packaging screws it up. Right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, the, and a lot of people call packaging the dark side <laughs> because of that. So, yes, it, and if, if you have any concern whatsoever that this could cause a problem, and the last thing you want to do is to screw up your beer. A clean fill every time and not return keg, like a potato one-way keg, is the solution. Yeah, I mean, I know with some of my customers, they love that they have the option for their sour program just to be in our kegs, and it's designated, and they don't have two different keg floats and all that. It just makes it easier on their lives, one less headache that they have to worry about. Exactly. So I hear you. Well, that's awesome. We're going to continue doing this because this guy just knows too much about everything that's going to help out everybody. But so thank you so much for today. Can't wait for getting some more topics. If uh, anybody's got any suggestions or need any questions answered, definitely uh, hit up patainer.com or you can find us on Instagram, Patainer Americas. But yeah, I can't wait to keep doing this because I learn something every time too. So I appreciate you doing this and taking your time, buddy. Thank you. All right, brother. I'll See talk you. to you. Bye.